Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Up next on Inside Champ Car, the Everyman. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. I guess I was supposed to say the everything man. I didn't read it completely properly because, of course, it's like 60 feet away from me. <laughs> and I'm an old man. And the reason I said the everyman was because I asked him, I said, what do you do? And <laughs> he sent me this text with like this list of stuff. It's like, you know, it's like, holy crap, you know. He does everything. And for anybody that knows me, that's going to be especially funny because they tend to say I talk too much or use too many words and too big words. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. That's what we like. We have a lot yeah. of smart people listening to our show now. And is that they like to is? hear big words. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I send Bill this big text, and then ne- next thing you know, everything, man. And I'm like trying to think of another way to say it. And every other way that I would have said it took three times as many words. And right. I'm like, okay. There you go. <laughs> there it is. You got to keep it, you know, short and quick. And, you know, just like my wife likes it. Oh, boy. We've already gotten there. All right. Keep Chris, telling yourself that. Chris, Chris Rallo is here. He is uh, he is with Rockwell. What is it? Rockwell Automotive. Auto Sport Development. Auto Sport Development. See, I've screwed that I up, even, too. I even sent you a text. I said, this is how you say it. <laughs> so it's a mouthful, but RAD, RAD for short. Yes, ah. they, they went there, but it's catchy. It works. Nice. And my last name is also Rollo. Maybe I'm a little jealous they beat me to it, but okay. I just went with Rollo Racing because I like the alliteration, the double R. Very yeah. nice. So Very nice. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome, uh Happy to be here. So you you let it you let on earlier that you've watched a couple of times. So you know about what I'm about to do. <sighs> I, I'm I'm going to ask you how did every, you, every what, good racer uh, is prepared, right? Does that, their homework. That's right. I'm going to ask you how did you get started in this crazy sport that we love? Uh, <laughs> it's my dad's fault. Yep. <laughs> it always is. It, there's a lot of people. That's a that's probably the most common answer we get. Right to that question and 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 to simmer it down to the level that that bill was able to simmer down what i do in racing it it, yes uh but he he was a drag racer rode motorcycles uh built uh of 19 so in the 70s he built a 1943 willies jeep from the ground up put a fiberglass body on it when that was like a brand new thing built the engine himself da 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 Flash forward 20 years, there's me uh, going on 10. The, the the Jeep's gone. Most of the toys are gone. Uh, but, you know, racing's on the TV. Uh, I grew up every weekend, IndyCar, uh, you know, NASCAR, F1. You know, I was watching every race when Nigel Mansell did his back-to-back in 92 nice. to, to win, uh, you know, the F1 championship. F1 and then IndyCar. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
um, which also 93 happened to be Paul Tracy's rookie season, who became my favorite driver. Oh, uh, uh, so you know, we're he, not going to get along. Because <laughs> you, 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 by, by me saying that, you might know who my favorite driver was at that time. Oh, boy. Uh, the Ar- you a Mansell fan? No, no. I was an Allenser Jr. fan. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Paul Tracy. Direction you're me, going let, with that. Let me raise one to that one. Paul Tracy's <laughs> arch nemesis. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I thought maybe you're going the Andretti direction, but no, that was me. No, that was me. I was a big Andretti fan, but that goes back to the '60s. You so. know, speaking of '93, I believe that was Mario's last win. Uh, Phoenix, if I recall. That yeah, could probably. Be. I was overseas, Which... so I don't. I don't remember. I because I was in Formula One stuff. Fair enough. Uh, you know, and then I was a bigger heart fan. Uh, you know, I was, I don't know, eight years old. My dad built me this wood clock, a race car clock. I wanted the number three on it. Of course. Um, I was, oh, t- t- 12 years old. Uh, oh, man, I'm I'm old. <laughs> well, I, I in 92, I was eight. Um, oh. But I'm flash forwarding a little bit. I'm keeping... Some yeah. some progress going. Uh, I, for whatever reason, I guess is the first child to sit on the right side of the back seat is easier for the parent driving to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then my brother <clears throat> came along and he's naturally he sat on the left side. So to give you guys an idea how like driver centric, driving centric, how much I was looking forward to driving, how much I wanted to then be a race car driver. I was about 12, and I traded which side of the back seat that I sat in with my brother to get used to the seatbelt going the other direction. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So, and you ask anybody that I know, I'm drawing race car pictures, I'm talking race cars, I'm, you know, I was, you know, you, you go over the, the rule book and, and you look at the VPI sheet and the list, and, and we have our, our napkin race cars and our, our spreadsheet race cars. Well, I... You know, that started in my in my notebook or my I date myself again, my, my trapper keeper in, you know, in, in high school and such. <laughs> Flash forward a little bit. Uh, my parents are blue collar, very much of the mindset, you know, go to school, get a real job, etc. There was no carding other than, you know, playing around at the, the, the kiddie track. Right. So it's time to go to technical school. And I I went to. Uh, a very local school. It's actually at Willow Run. Uh, most notable, maybe, for being um, where they built the B24. Uh, at one point, they were cranking out one an hour wow. from that place. Uh, amazing. So I went to school to be an aircraft mechanic because, A, it was local, and, and B, it was the highest level of technical education I could get my hands on, and I knew that I could use it to get into racing. Um, it wasn't the UTI blah, blah, NASCAR raw, but it would, it would, at least my theory was it would open just as many doors. And one day the, uh, the job board, this little, uh, very familiar logo to me that was red and black skip barber stopped me in my tracks. Oh, okay. And, uh, to flash forward a little bit, uh, I wasn't able to go the first year because the the pro series went away and they they didn't hire the way they thought they were going to hire, and uh, and then the next year after spending a year in automotive testing, I went off to Skip Barber. So I got uh, 
you know, my, my mechanical racing education, but I, I, I went to a racing school so that I would be in that learning environment. Uh, and I worked in pit lane as much as I could. So I would hear you know, all the questions or the explanations. I would see the do's and the don'ts so that I could start soaking up the driving knowledge as a sponge. And I knew that eventually driving would be a part of my job. I'd go through the three-day, I'd be bedding in brakes, breaking in motors, scrubbing in tires, et cetera, et cetera. Got to race the series a little bit. And then I I, I was in racing and I, I never stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome story. Where was the tactical college? Which one was it again? Uh, so it was, at the time, it was named the Michigan Institute of Aeronautics. It's at, at Willow Run, which is... Detroit area okay. of, of Michigan. It's since been renamed the Michigan Institute of Aviation and Technology because of people like me that take the education and go elsewhere. Sure. Uh, to give you a fun example, which that they gave us, uh, something like 50% of the people that work at uh, like a big Six Flags or for Michigan, it's, it's Cedar Point. Right. That work on those rides are actually AMP or certain, you know, certified mechanics sure they're airplane trained mechanics wow but because of the pneumatics the hydraulics and 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 the the mindset and this is one of those other things where where that technical education carried over so well into racing it as the saying goes at thirty thousand feet there's no shoulder of the road there's no parking lot to pull right. into when the airplane breaks down it has to make the flight people's lives literally depend on it you go to a race car some race cars go faster than some planes yeah and it has to keep the driver safe and it has to continue running to finish the race. So we fix things before they break. Well, and, and some race cars are upside down planes. I mean, you, you, Absolutely. Know, you look at an IndyCar or Formula One car, they, it, the, yep. the wings are doing the opposite of what a plane's wing would do. It's pushing them towards the ground as opposed to lifting them off the ground. So um, that probably was all good, uh, good stuff. Um, I was at a program when I was in college. I was not in the program. My college had a program in composite engineering. It was one of the first composite engineering schools in the country. And all of their graduates were going off to places like, like NASA and Boeing and, and IndyCar and Formula One. And, of course, I, I got out of the, the uh, first program I went into, which was uh, oceanography, because there was math involved. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do math. Um, oh, boy. So, obviously, composite engineering was not going to be in my future. But it was kind of cool to have all these people do, running around doing stuff that was could be motorsports related. Because uh, at that point in my life, I was already doing motorsports with my dad as well. So, very, very cool. Um, when when did you get into the, the champ car stuff? How did you get over that area of this world? So, uh, you want the long version? Or the sure, short? we got all night. <laughs> Bill wants me to go all the way to 7 o'clock. 46 minutes. Exactly. So all right. Uh, I have a fun story about me talking too much that I can use to fill some time later if we need to. <laughs> speaking of, so just remind me about a like push to talk talking on the radio. Oh, you're so, one of those people. Mm, so <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. Uh, so I I so I did my two years at Skip Barber uh, at the racing school. It's right. kind of a Kind of a magic number. Uh, you you spend two years there. That's how long it takes to learn everything, climb the ranks of the mechanics, and and then at that point, 
they didn't pay enough to keep you there. Oh. So um, you, you you move on and go elsewhere in in the racing world. Some of the some guys that didn't have to transfer that that, that lived local, maybe still lived at folks, didn't have the same you know uh, overhead uh, to use that term. Right, were were able to keep doing it or, or would be motivated to to you know to stay there for longer. But I did my two years. I moved on. Uh, I I was really lucky. Uh, I had. I had met uh, Ian Prout. Oh yeah, I know Th- that. Thanks, thanks to Brian Riley. Shout out to Brian Riley. Um, if you trace back everything I do into racing, and it literally goes back to a day where he flagged me down at Skip Barber because I was driving one of their RX eights at Lime Rock that they used on the skid pad. He was racing one in at that point in time. It was T two. Okay. SCCA. And wanted to know like what tricks we did to get it to handle on the racetrack. Unfortunately, I didn't have any good answers for him because we didn't literally didn't put them on the racetrack. They were our they were our skid pad vehicle. Okay. But it started a great conversation. It was an SCDA track day. Uh, you know, Bill Prout had created SCDA in, in I believe in the eighties, former skip barber, uh chief instructor. Right. His you know, his son Ian was now running it. And I, I got to meet Ian, and so when I left Skip Barber, Ian introduced me, referred me to some people, and and got me a really awesome gig right away as as a pro driver, um, working with AMCI, doing ride and drives, you know, promoting. Uh, it, the first program I did was a Tundra, but promoting cars for automakers. Sure. Um, you know, doing they call it a ride and drive because some of it your left seat, some of it your right seat, and. Because of my technical experience, I was I was a SME, a subject material uh, expert. And unfortunately, that was 2007, 2008, and marketing dollars dried up when yeah. the stock market and the housing market dried up. So we went from having 400 drivers on the road full-time to having 40. So And, and you weren't one of those 40. <laughs> first in, first out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I ended up... Uh, Pitter around a little bit. I got a job at a motorcycle dealership, learned more about motorcycles than I thought there was to learn. But in the meantime, I was instructing for STDA. I was going to 20, 25 STDA events a year and not even bringing a car suitable to take on the track because of getting an opportunity to be on the tracks, learn the tracks, network with the people, build my skills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the more I did that, the more people that I met, the more other doors that it opened. And eventually in 2011, technically in 2010, I walked away from my job at the motorcycle dealership and, and kind of went back to the track um, full time, but piecing together different gigs. Sure. And uh, I did, you know, two, three, whatever I was able to afford SCCA races a year to kind of keep the juices flowing as, 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 as it were. And, you know, one thing led into another there and, you know, flash forward five, eight years from there. And I stumbled into an opportunity to do a lot of, um, East coast, uh, bracket racing. Okay. Uh, well, bracket, bracket endurance racing. Well, yeah. It, with with American endurance racing, uh, it started the first, uh, First year for me, it was 2015. I mm-hmm. uh, did one race in my own car and said, well, this is going to be hard. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of different life changes going on for me at that point in time. And and I started putting myself out to some other people and was able to, to hook up with some other guys, um, 
couple different members at Monticello. I'd been doing a lot of instructing there. Um, so Alex, I worked with Alex Rubenstein and his crew, um, who now have also ventured out and found Champ Car as well. They've been running uh, MX-5 a, a little bit and, and done reasonably well. And did, you know, a year with them went well. I really helped solidify their efforts and 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 get get it consistent work with some of their drivers etc etc and then the next year i uh, hooked up with an uh, another fledgling team and kind of on accident got third place in the whole series championship nice hmm. and then we said well if we did this almost on accident we can win this and so over the 17 18 winter we you know made some changes on the car and then at road atlanta we read the writing on the wall said we we're going to need some more changes we actually s54 swapped the c36 that we were racing um you actually can see it right there with about 20 trophies mm -hmm. on it nice not that you can see the trophies but right. he did uh the car owner did you know staged up a, a pick right. uh that that came out pretty neat and we won eight out of the first 10 races that year in our class and finished second in the other and crashed out of a three lap lead in the other, other. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those suck. I've been there. Oh, and that series, your, your points follow the car. And if you can't yeah, fix yeah. the car, you, you have no points. So we were halfway through this championship season and we were past the point in overturn and our car is, not just in a tire wall it is on a tire wall the trunks flipped open i assume the whole back of the car is caved in and so the whole season's life flashed right before my eyes however uh the trunk button on the e36 anybody who's intimately familiar with them knows so the trunk button sticks out about that far the tire wall pushed the trunk button <laughs> the only thing nice. actually hurt the only thing actually hurt was the exhaust, which we were able to get welded. There was a the guy just happened to be there. He drove his welding truck to the track, right? Fixed the exhaust for us, and we had the car reprepped and fixed before the race was over, and we won oh, it the wow. next day. Well, that's and cool. so that that got me into you know the, the club endurance racing, the 200 treadwear tire racing, that is AAR champ car, WRL, Lucky Dog, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and Champ Car was on my radar, but I hadn't, I hadn't had an opportunity until somebody who I met at AAR, Scott Barton, uh, invited me out to help. Hey, I know yeah, Scott. I've right? known Scott for decades. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I've known no him way. since. Yeah, him and I. Oh, whew. yeah, we've done a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Scott's How about an that? old Scott's an old MR2 guy. You know, so, I had forgotten every that. show, Bill. It, he well, finds a way to, to every show he sneaks no, in an M Scott, MR2 thing. <laughs> so this club I had had a hundred thousand members worldwide. Wow. There's a few people out there that have and, done this. We and, were at mid Ohio and a guy goes, Bill, are you the guy that used to run the MR2 OC? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But 990,000 of them had names. that sounded a lot like Bill strong. No, like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> No, it was, it was, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Did you write a script yeah. bill to, to have emails attached to yeah, attach themselves yeah. to dear India, please send more <laughs> members. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, Scott, yeah, Scott's, uh, hey, never mind. Scott ran a, um, 
not an E30. That was a uh, 2002 that they ran, 2002 TI they ran in Lemons. And I remember us at Summit Point, and I want to, no, it was a Champ Car. It was the first time Champ Car ran at Summit Point, Champ Car. And Scott's there, got a whole bunch of guys with him. And they're putting a junkyard motor into that, oh boy. into that BMW. It looks like a junkyard motor. It's dirty. It's, you know, dirty. But I swear to God that, and I forget the guy's name, the blonde Stig, they called him, or the redheaded Stig. <laughs> he comes down um, the front straightaway there, you know, and I swear that car was at 15,000 RPM. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? And, you know, here's all of us, like, you know, our little 2.2 MR2s. And, yeah, I, I never understood insane. how that 2000. Mike Skeen, there you go. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Oh, oh, I know Mike. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, right, the Red Wreck right. was yeah, a 318. Yeah. yeah, the Red Wreck was a 318, but they also ran a, a 2002 TI. They took to New Jersey, and they almost didn't get to run that. I think it was New Jersey. It was somewhere because we had to actually fix, kind of weld some things into it because they didn't like the way the trunk had rusted out and there was no floor in it, basically. I, I ah. could never understand how those 2002 BMWs were fast because they're the ugliest, most unaerodynamic things I've ever seen. But, man, those things could handle, like, nothing at all. It was crazy. Well, and that's exactly it. They were good on the small courses oh where God. the aero didn't yeah. play as big of a part, I yeah. think. That's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, that was Magnin. I don't know if Magnelli ran that race, but I know Skeen was there. But yeah, yeah, Magnolia, That's a bringing. Yeah, it that's back another also. MR2 guy, but we don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he went he Fiero. Has... No, well they. Oh no, yeah, now, he has now we're talking my thing. Race... Well, they. He, he, yeah, he's a big Fiero guy. He's got some really nice, nice GT he just bought recently. But um, he uh, they they started at the Cincinnati, or he was part of the Cincinnati uh. A Corolla team, yeah, that ran in lemons and everything. Huh. So, but yeah, once they, upon uh, a time, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. If but I now had, he's working for somebody else, like Ford or something. If I had a, he's an engineer, big enough garage out here, Ford, yeah, in SoCal. Yeah. I see Fieros like you know once every three or four months, and they're just in decent shape. And I'm like, I would love to have another Fiero again. I do. Yeah, like I wish the, Fier- the Fier- I, yeah. Go ahead. I do like the Fieros. It's. Uh, I sold them when they were new back in when, once I got okay. out of the Air Force I sold cars for a bit. Okay. And the um the Fiero was just a fun car. It was great. I mean, it was heavy. It was heavy. It wasn't like the Mark 1 MR2 that it was always compared to. I I drove It was a, just a fun, nice a Fiero car. in college and it was like it was a chick magnet. And yeah. they didn't know it was heavy and and dog slow. Yeah, didn't know it, it was wasn't a Ferrari. Exactly. Exactly. I said, you know, there, it's like a there Ferrari. Was, there was there was one on Central Avenue that would cruise from the proving grounds, the GM proving grounds. Yeah. It had it supposedly had a uh, turbo V6 in it, the um, GNX or something like that engine. Oh, and just a test. Yeah, oh. they would they would cruise. Yeah, <laughs> just to- toast everybody. Dodge would do the same thing, <laughs> but uh, with their turbo cars. Yeah, yeah. So. Back in the GLHS day. and such. Yep, I had a GLHS. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. The Charger, not the not the Omni. <clears throat> yeah, but, fair enough. Yeah, so Scott Barton, and you you met up with those guys. Yeah, so uh, he he invited me to help him work with him with a, with a team that he was getting going with. Uh, 
uh, race capture, the you know Autosport Labs, right. uh, you know telemetry back when it was relatively new and most people didn't have it. So a lot of people hadn't heard of it. Um, I, I'd been running it. Um, you know, uh, those that don't know Alex Rubenstein, he's he's big in in, in the technology, loves his data. You know, we were running it on in 2015. I can remember literally live coaching with data during a race and, and, and just to let you know auto sports lab mr2 guy <laughs> serious oh boy he started out his whole company making a distributorless ignition for the 4ag and the toyota mr2 i've known him for a long time apparently i'm the only person who's never owned an mr2 just putting yeah. it out there Same. Uh, norvi nor okay. nor so there's Fiero. two of us yep <laughs> Bill, you're outnumbered. I'm sorry. Is this <laughs> maybe he's compensating? He's bringing up all these other people. Yeah. yeah. Be That's before okay. before we're, this, know I said before <laughs> the show is over, he's going to mention something about an Opal too. Just putting it out there. That was Why does he week. have to? And he has you to do it for him. Exactly. Yes, that was exactly. last week. <laughs> Getting it out of the way. So. so come to find out, uh, the team that he was working with that invited me to, to, to work with and, and get to drive a little bit was actually Tuttle with two of their Eclipses. Uh, back when they were bringing, it was Tuttle Motorsports, Brian Tuttle and his, yeah. you know, oh, his sons and crew. Team Crankwalk. So, <laughs> so they, <laughs> once upon a time. So I, uh, you know, he, they, they would a lot of times bring uh bring a pro bring a local in and and so that you know they were new new to Watkins Glen and and so they brought us in and we actually <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna uh-oh. kick everybody's ass when I go there and da, 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 this and that <laughs> and yeah I just remember coming around a corner and there's this car like stuck in the wall and still the best inside champ car ever it was the first time we ever did inside champ car and he brought in champ a six car pack of beer champ car live <laughs> no no champ car no inside champ car Oh, was there an I inside did, champ yeah, car I before an inside, this? In? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the one edition. The one Maybe edition. <laughs> we, did it, we did it live from from Watkins Glen. Oh, okay. And we had a panel, and he was going to be on the panel, but he shows up late, like, and walks in with like a six pack of beer, sets it down on the table, sits down, starts popping him, popping him, and every time he'd pop a beer, more stuff would come out about his cars, <laughs> That's and everybody's awesome. just sitting there taking notes. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh. It's on this channel, so if you just find you go search for it, it's on there. We need more liquor on this show. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. just no, saying. No, well, we have the fake stuff right here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to. Is go this water or, or is it not? Or yeah. is it not? Or yeah. is it not? Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, there's that that that, and there's Scott Barton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, need, needless to say, my experience with with that crew was was very colorful. Yeah. Um, some people love them, some people hate them. Um, I'm I'm halfway convinced that half the hot air is a tactic and it works. Yeah. But I, Scott, I, Scott Barton and I have gotten in races on track, off track. One of the funnest times I've had was CMP, the second CMP I did, Carolina Motorsports Park, and with lemons. Scott's driving the Enterprise. I'm in our MR2 behind him. And remember, Lemons, you have like 40 cars side by side going around this track. <laughs> and 
<laughs> all I see is his eyeballs in the mirror because he'd look up, look up. Where's Bill? You know, <laughs> just looking to see where he was. And he would just, he just got behind the Enterprise. Yeah, and he would clear away for us. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. much fun. Good That's stuff. Right, go back to go back to the story. So as you alluded to, um, yeah, there was a car in the wall at least one of the days. Um, however, um, Sunday was his first ever win in Champ Car. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. it was pretty neat to be able to be you know to to be a part of that, and so I I came back from a, a couple other events with him. Sometimes I got to drive, a lot of times I didn't. Um, Indy in nineteen uh, showed up not expecting to drive, um, but his both both the kids as it were were out of the country. Uh, he had three pros <laughs> to share the driving duties of the two cars with him. Uh, one of which, after crashing the car on Saturday, uh, decided to go home and not race on Sunday. Mm. So at 9 o'clock at dinner Saturday night, Brian turns to me and says, Well, I hope you brought your helmet because you're driving tomorrow. And just like that, I got to race at Indy. Unfortunately, some of the the car damage from the day before uh, caused issues, and and the team had burned through the the parts that they'd brought on that car. We had some fuel delivery dry issues on the other car, which I got to play test driver on for a while. But you know that helped open the door into building a relationship with some other teams. Meanwhile, uh, you know, back in the AER days, as it were. For me, um, I had met uh, Alex and Eric Rockwell. Another MR2. No, no, no. <laughs> it starts with the M, but uh, no. I'm going to need a dump button, not for not for profanity. I want to be able to bleep every time Bill says MR2. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a great car to drive. Have you driven an MR2, uh, Chris? I have not, sadly. Yeah, you, you need to you need to go drive Cone Crusher. That's okay. That's, I was uh, gonna say, can you? I mean, if you don't want to drive mine. People, mine people ask me what I drive, and my answer is whatever I can get my hands on. So oh, yeah, if, right. if you can yeah. help with that, Bill. There you go. There you go. And I do have recent mid-engine experience, so yeah, mid-rear. That's a good, te- that's a good team to play with. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you do a lot besides driving, right? You wrench. You you help run the teams. A whole bunch of stuff, right? I do, and so this is uh, alluding to the the uh, everything man right. part. And I I made a crack elsewhere about all 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 of my hats. Um, I, I ran out of spots to to put them all. I do. So obviously, uh, you know, blue collar past got my hands dirty getting into the sport, and I still do the work, partially because I enjoy it, partially because I I want to be the guy turning a wrench on on the car that I'm running, and also you know take a take a lot of pride in crafting a good race car that presents well feels well gets good driver feedback and makes it so right and and along the way i've i've done everything for somebody i've i've crewed with a lot of different teams and done a lot of it you know myself and with these different teams so for you know the, for the rockwells i i drive their imsa rig uh, you know, it's 80 feet and 70,000 yeah. pounds of toter home. And 
with uh, with my code co-driver slash navigator, uh, the little five foot one Spitfire <laughs> girlfriend, Brittany. Um, <laughs> those those that know her, um, you ever see a five foot one girl driving seventy four thousand pounds down the road? <laughs> so they have to jack that seat way up, don't they? <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, needless to say, there's a lot, a lot of adjusting for that driver change that's that's required. Yeah. Well, doesn't um, the toter home have the bouncy seat? Oh, it does. So when you Absolutely. sit down, when you sit in it, it goes down like four inches. When she sits in, it, it goes down like a half an inch. Oh, right. And she has to let all the air out. And then I sit in it and it bottoms out. And, oh. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah, so it's it's literally soup the nuts. I I do a lot of work on the car at the the shop. The the ten car. Um, right. Eric kind of gave it to me for this year, and and I I was the guy turning a wrench on that car, uh, handled a lot of the transport, took it Wait, to a test day that he Porsches didn't even take, attend. Do do Porsches take regular wrenches or are they golden? No, <laughs> they take regular wrenches. They just have you M know, M on them. I had to get out my sixteen millimeter wrench. I, That's I, true. Who owns a 16 millimeter wrench? Nobody. Porsche, well, I, Porsche I, mechanics I, do. I had to dig them out of the bottom drawer, Bill. Yeah, it's yeah. like the my BMW's so you, like that too. It's just like what the hell? It's like, these are weird number 18s. What? Come on. Yeah. I, the Germans, I, I guess. And you have to have triple squares too, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> about that. Yeah. There, there is that. There is that. So let me ask a question, because this is something I love to talk to people, because, you know, there are people who clearly like to wrench and there are people who clearly like to drive. And and for those of us who really enjoy both, what do you enjoy more? Driving. Do you? OK. Uh, absolutely. No, no hesitation. No, whatever. That's. That's the you know, you, you enjoy the rest of the process, but to. Um, you know, reach that uh, kind of Zen state, that flow state of of fun. I mean, that's that's really what fun is, and that's what we all yeah are are, are chasing in our lives, one way or another, whether we know it or not. Um, it's driving, it's being in the car. It it is. I, I'm I'm you know on Facebook, my, my part of my catch line is is uh, you know Jack of all trades, racing. Uh, some people like to follow that that saying with you know master of none. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, um, and especially I'm frustrated with a mechanical project. I'll I'll sit here and I'll say think to myself or I'll say out loud, you know, the only thing I'm truly good at is driving, and it's 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 not obviously not 100 percent true because <laughs> yeah, but in your head, right? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, that's that's what I feel like right. I was meant to do. That's where I feel the most, and where I've, you know, yeah, I I kept the ten car together all year. Right. I, it's the only car I know of that finished in the top ten of every race it attempted to run this year. And by the way, it was like the five biggest. It's probably not, and, and I'm not, you know, cocky enough to think that it is. But some of the drives that I've put on, in the driver's seat, what I've been through conditions wise speed wise health wise at the time um putting a car on pole by 9.1 seconds in the rain once upon a time <laughs> yeah that's one lap and it was at lime rock for freak's sake yeah that's not a long lap <laughs> right no so because like for me i love re it's really close for me but but i, I like to cook 
you might people would look at me and so of course you like to cook um but but you like the part that comes after i love the i love when someone sits down and eats something i've made and just loves it and when i when i work on a car when i've worked hard on a car and and someone who is who is he who, who knows how to drive gets out of the car and says that was awesome or that was fun or, or and that's the feedback it's the same kind of of, yes, of feeling yes. as, as you were saying t- telling the cooking thing i was thinking the same thing because i got to hear that all yes. year when guys would get in the 10 car and drive it and come out with smiles and oh my god it handles so great and so fun yes <laughs> yeah that's that's and i i almost enjoy that almost enjoy that more than driving yeah so anyway. the only, only thing that gets close <laughs> probably um, and there's a little bit of a flow state to it when, when you're in the moment, uh, would be the, like the strategy yeah. side, the race management side of it. Um, I'll be on, on the radio sometimes with two cars, maybe three, but not, not three channels. And so there's a lot of conversating going on. You're looking at data on the different screens. You're paying attention to where the leader's at, um, fewer and fewer tracks are doing this, but, uh, I, because they're going digital, but such that you can have a, a scanner for the flag net. And so I'll have all this going and, and be managing a, a race and, and calling the shots. And, um, you know, growing up watching the IndyCar, the, the F1, these are long races with strategy, with right. pit stops. And so that's one of the biggest things that drew me to the endurance racing versus just the, the, the sprint racing that I'd been doing to learn the sport. Right. You know, it became so much more real. It became so much more like what I watched growing up and what I wanted to be come and be a part of. And, and so, you know, that's probably the other thing that I'll, I'll admit that I'm good at. Hmm. Uh, and in fact, one of the, best compliments highest compliments that was paid to me uh from somebody who's very similar works on the cars can drive calls the shots for the team etc etc we ran into him at our first wrl race this was the the aar team that we did really well with Uh, it was ironically just for fun racing (laughs) um and then we went out and podium in the championship two years in a row so what's this about you doing strategy on three cars uh at a 24 solo um, <laughs> Doug Oakley says that. Um, I mean, solo. <laughs> he, I mean, there's there's some it input, but yeah, he I, was. But it might have been when only he was awake. <laughs> that's a part of it. And honestly, the year that we had the red flag, um, I oh, fell asleep yeah. on the box waiting for it to go back green again, yeah. and woke up cold and alone. Because <laughs> everybody else went back to the hotel. Yes, <laughs> that's the cold and alone. I like that's that. going to be that the subtitle the on, on my biography. Brian Belansky oh. woke up cold, cold? and alone. <laughs> oh boy! Oh god, that's hilarious. so. Kale Fortenberry, uh, he tells me, uh, you know, that he tells other people. You know, he says, I'm, "I'm writing a book and about racing strategy," and, and so immediately, like, he has my attention did not see where he was going with this at all and he says well maybe book is as strong it's it's actually very short um he and i had competed against each other same class same years like a quick start guide 
Well, it turns out it was even shorter than that. But yes, <laughs> uh, a very quick start guide. Um, a quick, quick start. So he uh, he had run, competed against us in AER for two or three years. And so he said, well, it actually just boils down to one golden rule. Do whatever Rollo does. <laughs> just pit me next to Rollo. Pit me next to Rollo. Right. And uh, that was like... Um, yeah. People that know me know I don't pat myself on the back a lot. So that, you know, that was. So you need to get like T-shirts or hats made. WWRD. What would Rollo do? <laughs> yeah, with, go, with like I, some like a headset and. Yeah. We just lost like 10 people. They're all got online. To oh, yeah. To, we went from 20, some money. 25 watching down to nine. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody so, starts looking down the pit lane. Yeah. Is his crew getting ready? Oh, yeah. is, is, he, is he busy on the. So yeah. what is, so with you being on pit lane, you get to see a lot of other teams. You've competed against a lot of teams in multiple series. What is the number one thing you see teams doing wrong, especially new teams? Oh. Not having a plan. Uh, that's, that's a super broad question, but yep. just... And, and and it ends up being a broad answer, but mm -hmm. but just it, it boils down to not knowing what they don't know, right? Um, and and you can segment the segment that down into thinking they know more that they do, not wanting to pay somebody to be involved, not knowing who to ask to help them, uh, or some combination thereof. Uh, but you know, not having a plan. Um, and then I think this is the biggest issue for everybody. Um. Uh, and and maybe I'll say this is my real answer is you, you absolutely have to learn from your mistakes mm -hmm. and learn from what you did right. And, and so a big part of what we did with our team in 2017, 2018, the, the just for fun racing team, everybody gave input before and after an event about what went right, what went wrong, what did you need, what tool could have done better, whether it's parts, procedures, ideas. Um, David Martin, who runs with the Pinkies, mm -hmm. uh, with, with the Huggins team, uh, had joined us that year. He literally orchestrated um, like the overall pit stop using like a Hot Wheels type car and then maybe like some, some Lego men and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we put an emphasis on even when we were winning races, you have to keep improving because if you don't keep improving, you're there, somebody's going to catch up to you. So, uh, you know, and so, I guess it kind of goes with having a plan. Um, but that's that's part of it. You have to you have to pay attention. You have to take notes and you have to go over it afterwards. I, I'm always shocked at the teams who will come to an endurance race who've not only who've never even been to an endurance race and 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 they they so they have no idea what they're getting themselves into you know before i did my first endurance race i i went to i went to daytona and just stood behind pit lane for literally 19 or 20 hours and just mm -hmm. studied what these guys and gals were mm -hmm. doing 
And I didn't learn it all, but I learned enough to know, wow, this is a big endeavor. And and <laughs> and just to see the different ways different people did different things. Um, but just to show up with, you know, you know, three or four guys to, and, and maybe one or two extras to help in the pits is and never been to one is is just kind of a recipe for disaster. Yeah, we just jumped into it, but we thought we knew stuff. Guess what? Well, we everyone <laughs> thinks we know stuff. We're we all experts. We knew nothing. We knew nothing. And we when we did it, Bill, there was no internet to teach us how to do it. Well, yeah, there was. Because we're old. There, well, I didn't start till much later. But I had gone on with what I'd learned in the 80s. But yeah. that, no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My first endurance race was in 1997 or 8. The longest, oh, the I, 24 I hours went, at Moroso. I oh. went to Le Mans. In yeah, ninety-one. So that was my first real right. race. So that was before YouTube, before almost before all that. message boards. So there was no place to learn this other than going to a race and watching. You know, um, so but yeah, I, I would recommend people go to a race. You know, either be part of a team for a race or just go and watch. It's hard, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with just doing it. I no, mean, you I can know. learn, but keep an open mind and. Yeah, and and just learn from it. But right. I suggest don't have your first race as a twenty-four. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, <laughs> our second race was the twenty-four, but right. that's you know Nelson Ledges and that taught us an absolute ton. Right. Again, we thought we were going to go that we had all this experience of a double eight or, or right. whatever it was at CMP, and we go to Nelson Ledges and it's just like, oh, the lights are right. out. Well, oh my I, God, we can't see. And, and back when I did it, there weren't. <laughs> Champ Car or Lemons or any of these other places, we only had five or six endurance races in the entire country yeah. to go to. Um, yeah. So I didn't have that opportunity. So anyway, so much fun. Do you like do you like endurance race? Because you do. You also work with IMSA. Um, you know the TCR stuff. Is that more entertaining from your point of view than the long races like we have, or? Is money, you know, the, the TCR stuff is money. You know, you have a lot of money involved. So if you screw up, it's not good. But in you know, a champ car, it's not. I mean, it's not so much money. No, it's a good question. It's, uh, there's, I mean, obviously there's the, the differences in, in, in the race format. There's the differences in, 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 in the money involved. There's, there's a difference in, in the talent from, you know, bow to stern of, of the team. And so there's uh, a bigger emphasis on, you know, performing at a top level, uh, not making any mistakes. You know, the, you know, the, the champ, uh, champ car pit stops are, you know, you're going to be in pit lane for five minutes. You have time to take your time. You have time to fix a mistake. Um, Fun. Uh, you know, drop things. So, uh, Brent will appreciate this. And, and, and so, so Scott was following the data on, on one of the Tuttle cars at the Glen and, and realized even though the driver hadn't said anything yet, it wasn't charging. The alternator was no longer functioning. Oh, oh. yeah. That's not good. <laughs> but we knew it before the pit stop. The team had a chance to get some parts together, get some tools together. Yeah. And we changed. Uh, well, changed would be a bit of a misnomer. We installed he was in the a new. Lead, wasn't he? He was in the lead, or second. I, 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 
I think it's the day we won. So we yeah, we so actually we ended up one too. If if we weren't there, it was just a, a, a pit stop cycle thing. Um, and then you know, Salens had an EC car that was playing around out, out front right, also. Right, right. Um, in fact, that might have been the race when Champ Car decided that EC weren't going to count for pace car purposes anymore because they they played some speaking of strategy they played some strategy yeah. we'll say yeah. <laughs> but the point is we were able to literally i, I was going to say change but install a new alternator belt on a pit stop uh in in the amsa series you know you have thir 15 to if it's a, you know a, a splash but probably more like you know 30 seconds to max feeling time is is about 50 seconds and so you know you're changing two or four tires you're dumping all the fuel in the car and everything changing the driver and everything has to go right everything gets practiced to go right um so it's you know starts to take away a little bit of the fun factor uh on the outside however uh if you enjoy performing under pressure, you enjoy that kind of pressure, um, you can get a huge, huge rush out of yeah. doing a pit stop like that that you are not going to get at a champ car race. Yeah. Um, in a two-hour sprint, because that's what these these really are, in a two-hour sprint race, the driver is going to get a rush. Even though he's only in the car for an hour, he's going to come out with his ass kicked way more than if he did a two-hour champ car stint. But it's a shorter format. There's less right. strategy. Um, I honestly, I like the longer format racing better because uh, there's there's more strategy that goes into it. Um, you know, car spends more time on the track, cycle more drivers through the car, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Um, you, you know, Bill, you mentioned ahead. you asked a question about dollars. You know, more mm -hmm. dollars involved in IMSA, and yes, I think in IMSA, well, definitely, I know in IMSA, there's more zeros. But Lots more. but 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 the, in in the stuff that we do, there's less zeros. But for for some teams, it's still this like the same amount of their life dollars that they're putting into it. Oh yeah, they're yeah. putting Which in is what they've point. got, if, if not more, and if, it's their it, own money, exactly. not some title yeah, exactly. sponsor or exactly. their teams. So, or so I I sometimes feel like for some teams that the, the the money is not any different in their thought process. It means just as much to them if they were racing for a purse of fifty thousand dollars or whatever IMSA is in the TCR series, or racing for a purse of zero dollars and those awesome trophies that you guys give out. Um, I, I don't think money in many cases has a whole lot to do with it. Yeah, I, you're, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Well, like I tell a lot of folks, you know, you've been to the Rolex, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and you, Chris, you've been to the Rolex. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So guys like me never participated in something like that. Our Rolex is like Daytona 14. Oh, yeah. Is the Indy, the Indy double. I mean, this is our the v the vir 24 yeah yeah yep the watch yeah so yeah that cool. was funny I, I i said hey jokingly i said just like hey we should get watches for the winners and he goes get a timex yeah of course timex <laughs> at the time was sponsoring some series i couldn't oh. use those eh. so yeah and i even sent watches. out some emails to some of them and they that company's never replied back to me i said hey we're gonna we want to give these away i don't really want free ones yeah i'll buy them from you but i want them engraved because none of the right 
it sucks because none of the the places around here will engrave watches like that. But we bought our own engraver. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. You know, right. some engraving like that might have helped. Uh, you guys ever hear the story about Jim Norman's Rolex? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not real. It has to be real because it's uh, the president of Rolex gave it to me. The guy just did not believe him. Yeah. I got it in Daytona on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Well, I know all the stores and they're not open. And and Jim did such a great job telling that story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. J- Jim and I have history. He shoved me off. Uh, sorry. We touched at uh, at Sebring. And he goes, it wasn't me. It's like, dude, this is your mirror. It's in my car. <laughs> I went up ready to fight. Yeah. And he's sitting on a picnic table. We're running the short, the club course at Sebring. Yeah. He's sitting on the picnic table, just smiling away. You can't hit a guy smiling at you. So, yeah. Watch me. Fun times. <laughs> Watch you. Oh, that's funny. So we're yeah, coming so, up on the clock, Bill. Is there anything else you want to 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 extract no, from it. Chris before we let him go, other than to uh, invite him back for another episode down the road? Because we'll, this we'll have fun. him back on another episode. Oh this yeah, is good. He's he's got. I want to talk to him about his trucking because there's got to be some some fun trailering stories. Trucking and stories. not so fun. Well, yeah. Uh, well, there, those are the fun definitely ones. Definitely some stories. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll bring him. But we'll have a, actually we might have a couple of people on because I think that'd be kind of fun to bring bring a couple on where they have the truck stories. So speaking yeah. of stories, since I, I did drop the hint about it, should I, I tell the, the, the oh, yeah. st- push to talk button story, right? Yes. Go. So it was 2017 or 18. It was, a I JFF. Mute him? <laughs> go ahead. I said, should I mute him? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can't see the scar anymore but when monday tuesday of the race i i cut like this part of my thumb like exactly the part of the thumb that would be hit to push to talk on that side and i it's healing it's a little bit swollen i'm doing my best to you know i'm treat it well and and whatever and and i i voiced my concerns about it being an issue on the push to talk well uh Friday afternoon practice comes along. There's a black flag all. We go out to pit lane anyways to be at the front so we can get some clear track. And it it went for a while, and I'm sitting there. And the longer I sat there, the more time I had to think, and the more I started getting on radio talking about stuff. (laughs) And who knows what, but the the part that matters is the punchline. Finally, one of my teammates comes across, well... I guess your thumb's not bothering you very much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. And yeah, I, I do get a little chatty in the car, but also, you know, for that team, I was driving, but I was also the one calling the shots in the strategy. And, and especially like I, a lot of times call the race and then get in at the end and just do whatever needed to be done. But not every race allowed that based on drivers, weather conditions, et cetera, right. et cetera. So, do you um, know, Kevin Tule? I know of he's yeah, uh so he's you know done some wiring harness for yeah. for us. Yeah, so Kevin also MR2 guy. Um <laughs> he still might have it. But Brian, uh, where's that button? Uh, yeah. hold on a second. But is as much if you've ever heard of uh, hopefully you can hear me. Um if you've ever heard of uh you know Randy Popes when he's on the radio. Who? Kevin yeah, exactly. So <laughs> 
Yeah, actually, Kevin talking about just... cool moments, um, he and I jived a little bit on old Japanese motorcycles a, a ways oh, back. That cool. was it was pretty neat. But Kevin would would basically give us hints on how to drive the course while he was setting fastest lap of the day, which was hilarious. Randy, we shared the radios when I was driving the uh, not to I won't say Opel GT, but I was driving the Opel GT at Sebring. Randy was in See? Troy's MR2. Sorry, both of them, and we were all on the same radio channel, and. Randy is just giving notes throughout the stint that I'm on and consistently, you know, going here, I'm doing this, the car's doing that, this, I'm turning in, it needs a little less push here and, and just giving us all kinds of information. He goes, Oh, Bill, I, I I'm sorry. I, I forgot you were on the radio channel with us. Like, no, no, no. Keep going. I'm doing like 30 miles an hour. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so for, well, thanks for, for joining us, Chris. For, for the folks at home, by the way, next week, starting next week, our drinking game is every time Bill mentions MR2 oh or Opal, we're going to drink. There we go. There so we go. I'm expecting Timothy and Multicar Crazy and Doug yeah. Oakley and all these guys, John Wittenauer, all you guys going to have something to drink, and every and then we're going <laughs> to we should do a party line at the end and see who's yeah. who can actually it's, figure out how to get on Zoom. Who's the most sloshed? <laughs> Inside Champ Car, the MR2 edition. Oh, geez. That's really our... fun, quick thing, tying yeah. in drinking and um, punching somebody while they're smiling. Oh, yeah. Um, I got rear-ended at VIR in the sim once, like blatantly, like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? And I, I was having a good race, and I was not happy. And you know what he told me? He said he had spilled his drink. And I, I, I couldn't be mad. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, no. He admitted to it, which was the best part. That's beautiful, Chris Rallo. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. Uh, we'll get you back on down the road. That's yep. Chris Rallo from Rockwell Sports, whatever it is, Auto Sport Engineering. I screw it up again. <sighs> Rockwell Auto Sport Development. Thank you. Thank you Boom. very much. There you go. Rad. Rad. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, guys. All right, so there we go. That was a ton of fun. Oh my gosh, Bill! Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to have him back on. Yeah. yeah, there's a few bunch of guys we've had. To ha we're gonna have to have back on next year. But I know I want to hear more trucking stories. I think trailering is is a good thing to yeah. really talk about. You know the the pitfalls of what you know what happens out on the road. Um, uh, you right. know, changing a tire in the deep dark woods yeah. of Oklahoma. We don't know if there were woods there, but it was dark. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. dark. All right, With so if ninety get... mile an hour winds and it was forty below, and yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you have a good trailering story, story, send Bill an email, and we'll put together a show. Yes. Um, to what all one of Bill's seventy four emails. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll get you all together, and um, we'll figure out how to do do that. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Trailering, you know, just we'll have a trailering show. Yeah. You know, travel show. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, yeah, so, all right, we got VIR coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, email has been sent out, I believe, by Chelsea for VIR. Um, of course, we sent out a bit early because of the uh, holiday coming up. Sure. And we have absolutely blown away by the number of entries. Who keeps telling us that the entries are down in Champ Car? Let me tell you, you need to revise your, your data <laughs> because we're at 57 cars nice. for VIR. Holy crap. Wow. So, yeah. And... and a couple of weeks later, we go to Sebring, Florida. We're at 85 cars and growing. It's we gained four cars today, so it's uh, that's insane. So what's the a couple of cars? We had a couple of cars drop out. Okay. So I was expecting the numbers to be lower. Yeah. No, they're higher. 
Nice. So, yeah. What's the cap for VIR and what's the cap for Sebring? VIR, we can go to 100. Okay. So, yeah, we're okay there. And right. Sebring, I think it's somewhere around 100. Okay. Ish. You would only have, you know, yeah, we have, you know, we, we can put two people per pit lane and it's a pretty long pit lane, but right. yeah, we do have a cutoff there. All right. It may, yeah. So, and everybody's going there. Um, nice. We've got at Sebring, we've got uh, ZR Nun and Triple R and Rex and Treasure Coast Miata with a couple of cars and Team Godspeed. There's Section 8. Sharky's going to be there. Sharky 2. Rotary Rocketeers. I have a lot of history with those guys. Running Bulls is there. Make sure this is the right one. Yeah, <laughs> Sebring. Bliss is, is going to be there with their cars. Atlanta Speedworks, a whole bunch of cars. Uh, CU Boulder, they're coming back. Their car caught fire last year at AMP. They're coming back. Cool. Um, yeah, Average Joe's will be there. Bliss Racing, I said Burris Racing, they won the Sebring 14. They're coming back to Revenge. Avenge. Avenge. But they won, so would that be Avenging? Oh, no, they're, they're coming back to Defend. Defend. I knew it was one of those. <laughs> um, far from full of some racing. I can't pronounce it. Farfik Dugan? Far, far from, oh, far from losing. <laughs> Is it a Volkswagen team? Uh, BMW. Same oh, thing. that doesn't work. Yeah. Flat out nemesis. They return with a Mazda Miata. Um, they've, they won everything they pretty much entered, don't they? Or they come close to it. Yeah. Floridians, they've won uh, Sebring as well. They're coming back with their 944. GMW is going to be there. Some Corvette. Don't know who he is. Good, bad, ugly. <laughs> he says quietly. JB Bugs, one of my favorite cars in this series. Uh, they'll be there with their bug. Cool. Um, I heard that Huggins is going to be there. Is he on there? Is he listed? That'll be interesting. Yeah. Tuttle, oh, Tuttle's going to be there with the Cadillac ATS. Well, wow. that'll be interesting too. Yeah. Nice, nice. So lots of folks coming to that race yeah. at Sebring. Um, sign up. All it takes two hundred fifty bucks. Payment due by, uh, um, you know, by race weekend, of course. Yeah. But Sh- should I um, press the button now? The leave button? No. My favorite music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right, this is a good one. I like this one. So okay. we're going to Sebring. Yep. You know, blah, 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 yep. I'm probably going to drive something down there. I don't know what. But when it, I would take my race car down there, yeah, yeah, I would lock tight everything. Right, because that back straight, everything. when you're going down that back straight, it's like. Yeah, you could say that in any corner <laughs> is you're jumping from, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody. You're not home. just going around it. You're jumping, <laughs> and you can move three or four feet that way to the left as you're going around 17. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's you know Sebring like supposedly moguls. has the most elevation change of any track in the country, right? Maybe the world, you know. But yeah, you need to safety wire, Loctite, have whatever your brand. I when I first started racing, you know what I used for Loctite? Uh, I don't know. Fingernail polish. Oh, okay. My dad said, just use fingernail polish. It, that's what we used to do, and you know, to keep things from backing out. Okay. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, we did that for a long time on the uh, 
<clears throat> the car that remained unnamed, the two-seater. Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah. Um, the mid-engine two-seater. And when we started in Lemons, and it was cheap. Yeah. It was readily available. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I want I want to say, too, that Champ Car is a 180 treadwear series. <laughs> a lot of folks keep going out there saying 200 treadwear. Right. And. I don't know how many 180 treadwear tires there are anymore. Probably none, but um, that's the minimum. So yeah, that's where we're at there. Um, but yeah, safety wire lock tight. Make sure everything's down. If you're doing the test day, I think there's a test day. If you're doing the test day, you need to make certain you go over that car again and make sure everything's tight. Right. Everything's bolted in and going to stay there because this race will beat the holy heck out of your car. Yes, it so, will. And you don't want that. Yes, it will. Um, Ray actually said he had a really good tech tip for us today, but could not remember it. Remember, he's getting a little, a little up there in age. <laughs> oh, so, don't pick on Ray. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not picking. I'm just, you know. <laughs> just saying. You know, he's, he's getting up there. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, so, yeah, you need to do stuff like that. Cool. Um, we got uh, the board of directors election going on. Yep. Insane amount of people voting. Nice. Really good. Yeah. It's it's this is the record. It's we're, Tiffany and I are going to Tiffany and I are going to be there counting for for weeks. So, yeah. So but, so um, we can't expect the returns to come in on election night. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> no, we're going to have to wait. No, we stop it on the on the 30th. I think we have a race that weekend too, don't we? Uh no, the weekend after. Well, yeah. I guess the the thirtieth of November. Yes. Yeah. So you have a race a couple days later. Like a couple yeah. days later. But you know, it's it's we have a race that weekend. Whatever. We'll we'll shut it off and then we'll we'll start counting. Yeah. It's gonna take a while because we have to basically take about take out everybody that double voted. I've done a pre test on it. There's not a lot. Okay. Uh, but uh, make sure everybody's a valid member. Yeah. Um, and that they voted correctly. They didn't vote for multiple people like they're not supposed to, like it says all over it um they can vote for two and that's it and if they did we take out their their first vote is the only one that counts. yeah so we go we go through that and we put it up and then tiffany and i look at the numbers and compare because she does it herself and i do it myself we compare and if there's any differences we go back and figure out why there you go so yeah so it works out pretty well we've done this for a bunch of years this is just the most numbers we've had yeah um so that's going on. I think we have a BCCR coming out that's got a little bit more uh, clarification on some roll cage stuff and some lettering changes, I think. And then uh, we're going to have to put in some things for the tire rack banner. Mm. Um, they've requested, not requested, but they've uh, require us next year to have a no more stickers within like six inches of their banner. So. We'll uh, we got to put that together, and we we got some changes to make on that. All right. Um, and then uh, we so we have the rule book. We got I think December. Well, you're looking for whatever December fifth. You... Okay. We have the cutoff for the early pay for road Atlanta. Okay. So that's really important. Um, you know, if you get in before uh, the fifth, on the fifth, you're gonna save two hundred dollars off your entry to road Atlanta. And I think uh, three weeks later, the next cutoff happened. So Great. January, the next cutoff happened. Uh, Paris Hill. Yeah. So, yeah, just um, make sure uh, 
get out there, check out our schedule. We're still waiting for uh, information on Gingerman and Laguna Seca. Laguna's going to take a little bit. Yeah. Um, they usually don't come back until later. Got it. Um, but, All right. Yeah. So once we get that info, we'll make announcements. Sure. Um, Chelsea and I are going to be sitting down and doing a video soon. Um, just give you a status update of Champ Car. And you guys, maybe a lot of you guys haven't really met Chelsea yet. So we'll do a video with her. And, cool. Um, yep. So yeah, um, uh, lots going on. Yeah. John Wittenauer asks, how does the tire smell in the studio? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> I talked about that. Yeah. I think maybe I'm just getting used to it. It's still there because I know when my wife walks in, she says, that thing smells like rubber. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I think my, my my nose is getting getting used to it, but uh, it still smells a little bit. So yeah, my my basement, we put new tires down there. The ba- it, the AC pulls it up through the basement yeah, yeah. and into the house, and the wife just. Oh. Yeah, it's like when someone pops popcorn in the microwave above. Our, oh yeah, in the floor above me at work or below us. I'm like, oh yeah. really? Anyway, yeah. All right, Bill. Um, a big happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there yep. in in Champ Car Land, and to you and your family as well. And uh, don't uh, actually eat too much turkey. This is the one time of year where it's okay to indulge. And, yeah. Uh, and if you guys have any questions about the show, any questions about Champ Car, um, just email them info at champcar dot org or media at champcar dot org. Uh, if you notice, we have a. Uh, new sponsor for next year and i don't want to say too much yeah i see something there and you know we can have more than one sponsor too so yes we're working on that one if you're out there and you got a biz that you think might uh might get a little might get a little promo out of this then um it would be great to have you send uh get in touch with bill and and uh i suspect that he probably has something that'll work in a lot of different budgets so yes we do and we have um uh we're working with a lot of folks right today was spent with contract so yeah, yeah. it's uh nice. fun time here nice. at champ car all right well that is going to do it for another episode i got a button to press here which button is it it's, it's the one that one. says scca no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for another episode of inside champ car did you like what you hear subscribe to the podcast and the youtube channel so you won't miss any episodes also share it on your social media channels comment on the champ car facebook page especially if it's a good one New episodes every week. He is Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. You are watching Champ Car Live on YouTube and listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody, and a good holiday. Happy holidays. Stay yep, safe happy out holidays. there. Happy holidays.